Sorry. This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour open-line talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. To express your viewpoint, please call 804-754-1988. That's 804-754-1988. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. The actress Whoopi Goldberg is whooping it up again, contradicting centuries of Christian teachings when she claimed God supports a woman's choice to abort her unborn baby. She's the co-host, as you probably know, of The View and argued that God created women to be smart enough to make choices. And she said, God doesn't make mistakes, so God made us smart enough to know when it wasn't going to work for us. And that's the beauty of giving us freedom of choice. She admitted that her relationship with God is choppy because she has a lot of questions about the Christian faith, but she then asserted that she knows more than devout Christians about God and abortion. Today on Viewpoint, we're going to take a look at how a woman like Whoopi Goldberg, can walk with such incredible chutzpah to rationalize the irrational and set herself against the God of the Bible. All with a straight face. All apparently believing that she is embracing a level of truth that everyone else should understand and should receive. So today on Viewpoint, we're going to take a look at how do you rationalize the irrational? What makes something irrational? Think about this. If God is a rational being, If God is the ultimate expression of truth and intelligence, then by definition, what he says, what he maintains, is rational. Therefore, to maintain something other than that is, by definition, irrational. And so we're taking a look now at how someone can embrace these crazy ideas. Whoopi Goldberg is famous for this. And she does it with a straight face. It's amazing. Just amazing. She admitted that her relationship with God is choppy, because she has a lot of questions about the Christian faith. But then she asserted that she knows more than devout Christians about God and abortion. Now, how is that possible? That itself is irrational. She's living in a world of confusion 
by her admission, her relationship with God is choppy because she has a lot of questions about the Christian faith. In other words, doesn't believe what it says. In other words, Whoopi Goldberg is the classic example of creating a God in her own image. That's exactly what she's doing. Creating a God in her own image. The God that she wants him to be. And that's the one that she says she knows more about than devout Christians. Hmm. Are you able to see how all of this discussion turns rationality on its head? There's no ability even to think straight because the moment you try to think straight is the moment you run afoul of God. So it's whoopee versus God. Elizabeth Hasselbeck, a pro-life guest on the show, The View, called out Goldberg for misunderstanding Christianity. What about the life in the womb? She asked. Life has a plan and a purpose designed by God. Goldberg replied, God, listen to this, God knows my heart. And God knows most everybody's heart. Ah, this is the ultimate out. God knows my heart. Indeed, he does. That's exactly the problem. How does God know your heart? He knows your heart when you choose to disagree with his viewpoint. That's how he knows. That's how he knew Israel's heart. Because they refused to obey his voice. And as a result, in one instance, 14,000 people died because God knew their heart. Numerous instances like this, God knew their heart. And he says, yeah, and I'm not going to put up with this. So when God knows my heart, what does that say about our choices? Now, the interesting thing is that Whoopi Goldberg is putting a great deal of weight on choices. She calls it free will. But is this the free will or choices that God in his wisdom and his creation order has ordained? I don't think so. Because if that were true, there would not have been horrific consequences for the refusal to agree 
with God's word, will, and ways. We're going to have to go through this one step at a time as I read this article. It was mind-boggling that Whoopi Goldberg would have the temerity, the chutzpah, to claim that she knows the mind and heart of God when her viewpoint is directly opposite of that which is revealed in the scriptures. Let's talk about it. Yes, this may seem a little ponderous here today because we're having to move through Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Welcome back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. It's conversation as always with ever-increasing conviction, talk that transforms. Yes, yours truly is still suffering from COVID. You can probably hear it in my voice. But we're pressing toward the mark, trusting that somehow the Lord will use the voice, the thoughts, To prepare our minds and our hearts for the difficult, difficult times that are ahead. And indeed, the thinking of Whoopi Goldberg is so distorted, so irrational. In the name of rationality, it is irrational. How do you discern? that which is irrational when the person is claiming it to be totally rational. It requires a considerable amount of discernment. When Ruby Goldberg says that God created women to be smart enough to make choices, what does she mean by that? I think it's not a mystery to understand what she meant by that. The implication of that was that God made women with a mind and therefore they could make choices. Therefore, she calls it freedom of choice. But the problem with that thinking is that it is not neutral in its consequences. The presumption that Whoopi Goldberg states is that when God gives women freedom of choice, 
by definition, then, their choices are their choices without consequences, and they're free to make whatever choices they make without consequences. Because God didn't make no junk. That's the thinking. The problem is, as you can see, that there are consequences to our choices. There are consequences to our choices on the short term and on the long term. When our choices are largely based upon emotions at a given time, those choices are untrustworthy because emotions are untrustworthy. But Whoopi Goldberg implies that because women have a choice, God gives women a choice, that that choice is without restriction and without consequence. But is that true? If that were true, then what do you do with the Ten Commandments? What do you do with the Ten Commandments? Were they just ten suggestions? That's a, that's a real question. Were they just ten suggestions? Do the Ten Commandments actually overarchingly apply to the whole issue of freedom of choice? Of course they do. Because if that were not true, God would not have given those commandments. They're not suggestions. So now we have a situation where we're having to make a choice about freedom of choice. And we really don't want to have to make that decision because the reality is we know that God has put restrictions on our freedom of choice. What did the scripture mean when it says, choose you this day whom you will serve? What did that mean? It didn't mean choose whatever you want. It meant choose whatever is pleasing to God. Well, how would you know what is pleasing to God? In his word. That's how. But the problem with Whoopi Goldberg is she doesn't much believe in the authority of the word of God. In a, in a theoretical way, maybe, but not in reality. Because she believes 
that it's ultimately about emotions, feelings, free will. And so Christianity teaches that God allows human beings to have free will, but meaning they may choose between good and evil. However, that does not mean every choice is correct. And that's where Whoopi goes astray. And she can't bring herself to admit that because it will completely undermine her entire theological view. Her theological view is that humankind is entitled to superimpose our own viewpoint on what God has said. It's very simple. She believes that humankind is entitled to superimpose their own viewpoint on what God has said. In other words, to disagree with what God has said in whole or in part if I don't like it. Now we can begin to see how this issue becomes, what should we say, actually, the premier issue, spiritual issue of our time. It's not really about abortion. That's only one application. It's about dissing or disagreeing with what God has said, in whole or in part, if I want to. What is the next, what is the consequence of that line of thinking? The consequence of that line of thinking is that ultimately, chaos will reign supreme. Chaos will reign supreme. Every man and woman will do that which is right in his or her own eyes. And that's exactly what happened there in the Old Testament, isn't it? Every man did that which is right in his own eyes. And it was chaotic. And God sent judges in to bring correction for biblical authority. Who is going to bring the correction to Whoopi Goldberg? She's a very prominent voice, prominent from the standpoint of uh, notorious for being uh, mocking 
for mocking. Christians don't want to be mocked. And so it's very difficult for Christians to come against Whoopi Goldberg. Elizabeth Hasselblack back, uh, did a pretty good job, called her on the carpet for her attitude. But that brings us to the next issue. The attitude. What I believe is determined by my attitude toward God and his word. So what is your attitude toward God and his word? Here she was talking about uh, abortion. But that's only one application. So Goldberg responded, God knows my heart. Nothing could be truer or truly said. God knows your heart. Absolutely, Whoopi, he knows your heart. How does he know your heart? Because of the choices that you are making, whether or not they align with his word, his will, and his ways. That's how God knows your heart. He doesn't know your heart because you have nice feelings about God. It's not about feelings. It's about faith. So then... Not only does God know my heart, Whoopi says, but God knows most everybody's heart. Well, how does she know that? How does Whoopi know that? Well, we could start with Jeremiah. You know what God said. Jeremiah. The heart of man is desperately wicked. Who could know it? So God does know our hearts. He knows our downsittings and our uprisings. So in reality, what you and I want to have happen I would think, is that our attitudes would correspond to God's viewpoint insofar as possible on every issue so that we don't have to be concerned about what God thinks about knowing my heart. Jeremiah said, the heart of man is desperately wicked. Who can know it? We didn't see 
Whoopi Goldberg cite that? Because that would go against her feelings about God. That God knows her heart, and it's all about feelings. As I process this, it was extremely troubling. Oh, her, her relationship with God is more than choppy. It's bizarre. It's designed, choreographed by her own willfulness. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, on the front page are two great videos. First, an interview and discussion of Chuck's book, Out of Egypt. Also, a great TV interview with Chuck regarding his book, Seduction of the Saints. Much more videos, a for pastors only section, and also you can view Chuck's weekly teachings. All at his website saveus.org. That's saveus.org. Also on Chuck's website, listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast. Listen to the archives. Maybe you missed a program. Check it out at saveus.org. Also, there are some great resources, hospitality information, also information about marriage, divorce, and remarriage, newsletters, articles, prophecy, Prayer and revival information, all at saveus.org. You see, looking at Whoopi Goldberg's claims of God, they're so irrational to justify whatever she wants to do. Rationalizing the irrational. We're amazingly adept at this. And this is the reason why deception is knocking at the door. It's knocking at the door everywhere. Now, this may have been applied particularly with regard to abortion. But how about the issue of divorce, of remarriage? The same issue applies. And professing Christians and their pastors have rationalized the irrational, justifying the unjustifiable, in order to do what we want to do. So, that means at some point, since indeed God does know my heart, no matter how we want to interpret that, we might just want to take more seriously 
this issue of rationalizing the irrational, of justifying the unjustifiable, of dissing what God has said. My wife and I have been reading in the book of Numbers, a very classic account there with regard to the Balaam, the prophet who was called by King Balak of Moab to curse Israel and to bless Moab. So King Balak did everything he could to entice Balaam, the prophet, to do his bidding. And interestingly, Balaam knew what God's viewpoint was. He declared it from the very get-go. <clears throat> so there wasn't any mystery about God's viewpoint. So why is it that it was necessary to have four chapters to go through this drama And indeed, it was high drama. And each time, Balaam was challenged, seduced by Balak and his henchmen to curse Israel and to bless Moab. Yet, Balaam said, I can only do what God tells me to do. That was the given. The interesting thing is, he already knew what God had him to do. But he wanted what he wanted. He wanted the perks, the power, perks and position that were being offered by Balak if somehow he could negotiate around what God had in mind and get what he wanted. Finally, God said, enough of this. And the end result of it all was that God blessed Israel, and cursed Moab. And it got worse because Moab tried desperately to seduce the prophet to go against what God had said concerning Israel. You really ought to read 
those chapters, starting with Numbers 22, 23, 24, 25. It's an amazing, amazing, high-stakes drama. And the interesting thing is that while we may think that that was just a test for Balaam, the reality is that Balaam was just standing in the stead of every single one of us who is tested, tried, whether or not we'll agree with God and stand firm. Really. And the result is that majority are not standing firm. In other words, they're rationalizing the irrational, just like Whoopi Goldberg. And it's going to end up in chaotic devastation in the church and in the world. You cannot play footsie with God's word. You cannot play games with God's word. God is not a man that he would lie. He's God. And the sooner we figure that out, the better off we will be in our churches, in our families, in our cities, The shift. Students at Manhattan's Grace Church High School are speaking out after they were forced to attend the school's Pride Chapel. Forced. The Pride Chapel featuring drag queen guest Jesse Avia, also known as Britta Hilter. So here is Jesse Havia. I literally went to church to teach the children today, she wrote. A Catholic high school here in New York City invited me to their Pride Chapel. And I'm so honored to have had the chance to talk to you about my work 
as an LGBTQ plus drag queen activist. She said, who, who said you can't have a drag queen at church? Would you go to this service, Javier wrote? Adding it was an honor to hear the beautiful, brave, queer stories and songs from your students and faculty. There were tons of social pressure to dance along and pretend that this was normal for the church. How does this differ from the Whoopi Goldberg situation? Not much. People welcomed her in. Grace Church High School. Pride Chapel. Since when was there ordained to be a pride chapel when pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall? So this uh, gal, Javier, said, I, I literally went to church to teach the children today. A Catholic high school in New York City invited me to their pride chapel. And I'm so honored to have had the chance to talk to you about my work. Yes, honored. You mean grateful? Is this a matter of honor? I don't think so. It certainly doesn't bring honor to God. So why is this being lifted up? Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. God said that I will honor those who honor me. I will honor those who honor me. So when this drag queen, notorious drag queen, 
is invited in to the chapel. Is this something that God was prepared to honor? How would you decide that? It doesn't take a it doesn't take a Philadelphia lawyer to figure it out. The Bible is very, very clear about sodomy and sexual perversion and facilitating those things. Whether you're looking in the Old Testament, whether you're looking in the New Testament, uh, Romans chapter 1, it's not a mystery. So why is it that Miss Havia believes that somehow she should be honored for what she's doing in carrying on beautiful, brave, queer stories and songs in the church? He said, who said you can't have a drag queen at church? Would you go to this service? Now, if you would have to make a choice, there is no way that you could make the choice to honor what she is doing by attending. It would be blasphemy. Because God will only honor those that honor him. So it's about celebrating that which is not to be celebrated. In other words, rationalizing the irrationality. Justifying the unjustifiable. Just because the culture is somehow promoting this kind of thinking, behavior, does not mean it's appropriate or that you should participate or that your children should participate. And in reality, parents, to the extent that you are willing to, shall we say, do the little cultural dance and allow your kids to participate in something like this, even to be present, is to put your blessing upon it. And, as the Apostle Paul wrote in Romans chapter 1, if... If you decide to come alongside and approve, in one way or another, approve what is being done, you will be equally responsible as if 
you actually did the acts yourself. Pretty serious. Pretty, pretty serious. What we're seeing, all of these things are uh, revealing a spirit of lawlessness. A spirit of lawlessness. So, it should not come as a shock that Governor Ron DeSantis today announced that Andrew Warren, the Hillsborough County State Attorney, had indicated his intent to refuse to enforce laws in state related to abortion and child transgender surgery. So the governor said his suspension would begin immediately and potentially could be removed from office in the near future. Governor DeSantis understands the nature of rebellion. Now he's dealing with it at the secular level. We're talking about it at the spiritual level, but it's the same issue. Lawlessness is the number one characteristic of the end times. Did you know that? Lawlessness. So, we want to make sure that our hearts, our attitudes, are not like Whoopi Goldberg's, are not like this uh, Manhattan's Grace Church High School welcoming in the drag queen. The heart of the matter is the heart. The heart of the man is desperately wicked. Who, who can know it? So, before we move forward here, you may realize that I have spoken very uh, deliberately here today. Uh, a lot of that is due to the difficulty in uh, keeping my thoughts and so on managed here uh, amid the uh, COVID threat. It's been very tough. So I hope that has not been discouraging to you. On the other hand, I want to uh, 
let you know that we're continuing to press forward with regard to our breakfast in Massachusetts on Saturday, August 13th. Very much looking forward to it. Many people are. And if you have not secured your uh, reservation, you might just be able to squeeze in if you do so immediately. Saveus.org. Saveus.org. Go in the upper right-hand corner. Click on the breakfast button. And uh, we trust that we will be able to uh, work you in. Or you can give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA. That's 1-800-SAVE-USA. Now, tomorrow, we have been led to believe that the long-awaited deliverance of Messiah will be on our doorstep. Supposed to be happening tomorrow. Messiah, unveiling the mystery of the ages. My wife looked at the poster that we just had made yesterday. She says, wow, that's beautiful. Wow, that's beautiful. I think you're not going to be disappointed. $22 is going to put the book in your hands. It's on our website, saveus.org. Call us, 1-800-SAVE-USA. And could I please ask that you pray for my wife and I right now and uh, Nicole, our office manager, because believe it or not, all of us are struggling with the COVID situation. It has put unbelievable pressure on us at this unique moment. Please pray for us. And now, We continue to press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. No weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. Every tongue that shall arise against us in judgment, we shall declare wrong. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and our righteousness is of you, Father. Cleanse us from every evil way and the sin that does so easily beset us and help us to run with patience 
the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and then became set out to bring glory to the Father. And he set the the pattern for each one of us that we would walk, that we would run and not be weary, that we would walk and not faint, Cleanse us, Lord, from every evil way and the sin that does so easily beset us and help us to run with patience, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. We look forward to seeing you I trust that we'll be in far better spirits and uh, so on on Saturday, August 3rd. Keep praying. That would be a very, very big weekend. Much is going to be happening. Be prepared. Unto him who is able to keep you from falling, present you faithful before him. Him be glory and honor. been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.